Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about finding the friend who helps us live in freedom, truth, and love. That's the truth. Hey, thanks for coming to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast. The podcast where everyone has a good time when they're listening to it. The podcast you can't <laughs> you can't live with it. You want to start over? Uh, no, no, that's that's the way we listen. Hey, the listen. podcast you can't live without. <laughs> You you make up a slogan and you I can't know, even remember. I feel, it. I feel stupid when uh, I say that. <laughs> hey, but here, here's the truth about it. If you're hearing this, this is what's going to be funny. Listen, if you're hearing this, then it turned out okay because we just said well, you want to do a Bible verse because kind of getting, getting the Christmas season. It's you know Christmas almost Christmas now, and uh, we said well, you want to do the Bible version or do you want to do the Christmas story? And I said I never thought about doing the Christmas story, and so we're doing the Christmas story, and you talk about off the cuff. Okay. This is off the cuff. We're call. just doing this one section. This is one part of the Christmas story. We're not doing the whole thing, the whole Charlie Bound Christmas uh, special. We're just going to get this part. I, I told you before we started, I told you this. Okay, we can do it, but I got nothing to say about it. Yeah, watch. Watch what happens. Here we, here we the go. The Christmas story. The okay. Christmas story. Let's see what happens. Verse uh, 26, Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, which is an interesting thing, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mm. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. All right. That is this portion of... Are we going any more? No, that's okay. it. The, the, this this one little chunk of the Christmas story. I, I kind of view this as Mary's, you know, Mary's part, uh, where she, where the, the Holy Spirit brings her out, yeah. and wants us to know about her. Yeah. And uh, so, what what did you hear in there? Of, that's a lot more than we normally do. We normally do yeah. one verse. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. here's a whole chunk. Tell me anything that popped out to you that you want to hit on. We. We're going to move now. We're not sitting okay. still. All right. Uh, you got nothing, you said. No, I, I do have something. Okay. Now, listen, it, uh, a lot of, listen, telling a woman she's pregnant and she says, I'm still a virgin and believing it and trusting it is pretty amazing, and especially at her age, which she's like 13 or 14 years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I, I always enjoy when God says, don't be afraid. Every time he appears, is yeah. He, in in, the, in scripture, he one of the first things he says is, "Don't be afraid." Yeah, whenever angels show up, yeah, no, don't be afraid. Uh, it's a miraculous story. I mean, there's just you know, 
Anything else pops out to you? Not right the second. Okay. Nothing, huh? All right. Um, oh, the Holy Spirit will come on mm. you. Yeah, well, she's she's not pregnant yet, you understand. Right. Like, he didn't show up and go, hey, you're pregnant. He showed up and said, you have a choice. I did not get that. Well. Wow. It doesn't say in first what verse whatever that you have a choice, but the Holy Spirit didn't rape Mary. Right. I mean, that's the very last thing in the section that we read. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. That's her giving consent. That's her saying, yes, I choose you. Okay? Wow. So, I mean, I don't think people think about that, but this is not against her will. Right. He did not say, you are pregnant. Yeah, he didn't. He said she had a choice. I've always liked to think about this as oh, the... Wow. Reversal of the curse. The curse in the garden is, you know, and, and this isn't about women and men, okay? It's just the, this is the, the, the way the story plays out. The, the, the enemy comes to a woman and says, um, hey, can you trust God? And be, is he holding out on you? Uh, maybe you should eat off this tree. And Eve goes, she sees that it was good, you know, nice to look at and pleasing to, the, you know, to eat. And so she does, and she takes it and eats it. And so the curse comes, and um, here, here he, the God comes to a to a woman, and he says, you know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna change the I'm gonna reverse the curse, and uh, you are going to be the instrument. And she says, well, go back to Eve. She chose for all of us. She didn't just choose uh, for right. um, for herself, but that was a choice that affected everybody. This right here is is a little girl, young lady, who chooses for all of us. Now, obviously in the history of the world and in, in what they would call in seminary salvific, <sighs> salvific history, yeah. I love words like yeah. that. Um, you Which would say, means what? The history of salvation. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always say, yeah, anyway, that's what you do in seminary. Um, there could have been somebody else. It didn't have to be Mary. He chose Mary, but I believe Mary was fully capable of saying no. Maybe that's an overemphasis right now, but I think it's really important to understand that Mary had a choice. She didn't get raped. You know, this wasn't the angel showing up and going, You're, you are going to do this. You will do this. There, there is a choice involved, and I think that's very important because you can't, you can't love without a choice. Um, you cannot find out who you are without freely choosing to follow God. So I see that in the story. I've, I've always seen that in the story. Uh, here's one that really has nothing. It has nothing to do with the story, but the prominence of women in our faith. You mentioned Eve. You mentioned Mary. Um, so we have the the, the the beginning, which is Eve. We have the beginning of the ministry of Christ, Mary. The end of Christ's life here on earth. Wasn't it uh, the women that hung around to the end? Yeah. And and, and then the and then uh, the resurrection. Another woman 
sees the resurrection yeah, first. Yeah, she's the first one. First witness. It's really unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's, the prominence it's, of women in this in the story. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable when you think of the kind of culture this is. Right. Which is correct. Very very uh, patriarchal is the word. You know, man centric. Um, and that's always been a, if you, when you read the Gospels, it it's hard to appreciate in our day and time how radical the ministry of Jesus is that there are women included in it. Uh, because women, women were not valued the same as men. Women were thought to be not worth teaching, not worth going to school. Not they couldn't be be witnesses in courtrooms because their minds were faulty. I mean, it's uh, sick stuff in that patriarchal kind of culture. What else stands out to you? She was pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. Yeah, that's a. There's a difference in their um, their understanding of uh, their their understanding of uh, what do you call it? engagement is a lot different. I mean, there's a social contract here. That's you can't break it easily. It's dangerous to break it. Um, it it hurts businesses. I mean, uh, the the way I I think I could look at it would be. Uh, what happened in the ages where kings and queens would rule in France and, and Germany and Italy and, and England and they would marry off their their daughters and sons into each other's families as um, as uh, you know to align countries right so if you took that down to a micro level and said in, in a, a social cultural level it would be like you own Oropax and and somebody owns uh, what's what's the food distributor that Cisco Cisco so and, and, and another man owns Cisco and you guys uh, you have a son he has a daughter and you go hey uh, let's let's get them married it'll be good for business right you know it'll it'll further our business now it could be that your son and his daughter don't know each other uh, or have you know barely seen each other but you guys because you're the men and you're calling the shots decide okay we're going to do this because it's good for the families and uh, what's good for the families is good for the kids and so shut up and do what I tell you to do you're basically like being traded you, you're being traded off so I, I think it's pretty important in the story to understand that Mary as a young girl in this kind of culture might not have had a very high view of herself wow I mean, I think it's just fair to say she might have viewed herself wow. as a piece of property. She might not have wow. loved, you know, you want to make these stories. Well, you know, Joseph was a righteous man. Joseph right, right, had, right. You know, didn't put her away. Mary, you know, really cared for Joseph. Who, who said that? I mean, who said that Mary and, and, and Joseph had a, good, had a good marriage? That's a good point. Who said they even loved each other? They, they don't have to. It's not necessary to the story. Um, it, it could have been that... Joseph hated Mary her entire life, okay? Because he, he he wrestled with doubt back and forth. I mean, he responded to God, yeah. Okay, but if you're going to make Joseph into a normal guy, there is a time where he goes, hmm, I wonder if that was an angel that, and I wonder yeah. that about that dream. And, it, and you can't make Mary any different and go, well, Mary just got it and she never forgot it. I mean, yeah, yeah. The other thing that hits me with Mary is this, and we talk about it in our Bible, study is this 
which which we're in what in the Bible study John eleven John eleven right uh, how I this is my opinion here I don't think she even really quite understood what was getting ready to happen. You know what I'm saying? It's too much to grasp. Okay. She she said yes. She agreed. I believe it. But Well, there's stuff sprinkled in the story that kind of... If you actually read this like you're reading it for the first time, you should ask some questions. Like, You don't just do, hey, let's all sit around and read the Christmas story. Oh, isn't that nice? You know, we have our nice white Mary and our nice white... Joseph in our little white nativity scene that has no Palestinians in it. You know, it's all sanitized and they're all wearing nice clothes. But if you actually read this like, and see real people. Yeah, right. That's you, what I'm saying. You, you start to go to things like this. Verse 28. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Okay. Now, I'm, yeah, I, that's great. I look at that and I go, she does, it doesn't say she was scared to death of the angel. She was greatly troubled, greatly troubled at his words. She's like, and I, I read it and I go, "That's good." This is this is what highly favored looks like. Oh wow, yeah. You do you know me? Do, it isn't a, it isn't necessarily a statement of humility. It's a statement of, "Hey, are you crazy? Do you see me? My dad is trading me off to some old man that I don't even know, like a piece of property, and you say I'm highly favored." You're drunk, and I'm not sure you came from God. This is crazy greeting, because it doesn't say she was highly troubled at the, th- at the word, hey, you're going to bear the Son of God. It says she was highly troubled at his greeting, and his greeting was, you're highly favored. The Lord is with you, and I, I think plenty of us would go, this is what it looks like to have the Lord with me? I, I think it's curious, actually, to, to, let, to let the Bible say what it says. Say that again? It's curious to let the Bible say what it says and quit telling, you know, telling the story that you think you see. Let it say what it says. This, to me, is a person who's going, if this is highly favored, man, we're, me and God got to have a talk because I'm, you know, I don't even know what you mean. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of, <laughs> she's greatly troubled. What kind of greeting might this be? And then the angel comes back and says, don't be afraid, which is your standard angel greeting. And hey, hope, don't, don't be afraid. Look, I'm going to tell you another one, and I want you to react to this, okay? Listen to yeah, this. The, the, uh, before you go there, this, yeah, this, this was more messy than we think it is. It's, it's the, all messy. The, yeah, this was, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was definitely a lot of emotion going on here. Yeah. This is the unsanitary Christmas story. Yeah. yeah, which is going to end in a barn. Yeah, a, on top of that. Yeah, you know, in a in a pigsty or whatever, you know, where animals are grazing. So why why want why do we want to sanitize the the front end or the people? Like, let just let them be who they are. Let them have the doubts that all of us have. You know, let them let them struggle, like we all struggle. You know, turn these people into something that they're not. Listen, I want to, the last point, because there's so much we could talk okay, about. Okay. You know, we, okay. you know, have, I'm having fun with this, but here's, here's a question. When, when he says, you'll, you'll be with child, you'll give birth to a son, he'll be great, no, 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 it says all the things about him, give him his throne of his you know, father David. In verse 34, Mary says, 
how will this be since I am a virgin? Now, I think most people have, and I know I've read over that, and I've gone, okay, how, how is this going to be since I'm a virgin is a statement about, um, like, how, do, how am I going to get pregnant while I'm a virgin? I, I got that. Mary wasn't naive. I mean, she's she wasn't stupid. She's 13 years old. Don't make her stupid. She knows what sex is. She knows where babies come from. She's engaged. She's already engaged. She's getting ready to get married. Now, why wouldn't she assume that Joseph is going to be the father of the child? There's nothing at all about you're going to be a virgin who has a baby. She's the first one that brings up her virginity. And... I, I wonder about that. Like, oh wow! You see what I mean? Like, what? Wouldn't she? Wouldn't the first question be, "Well, hey, I'm I'm a virgin." Like, are, you're talking about when I get After married, I get right? Married, right. Like the, you're talking about the child that me and me and Joseph are gonna right. have. I, I don't really know why she immediately goes here, other than. It is a pretty miraculous intersection. Look, she knows the Old Testament. She knows the story about the the people who are like uh, Sarah, Sarah and Abraham, who Sarah's getting older and older, and God blesses her with a child, okay? Um, so she knows that, that God can miraculously intervene in human relations to produce children. But Why does she assume? Yeah, I, I have no answer. Do you have an answer? None. None. No. All I can think of is that there must have been a urgency about this message. Like the angel was communicating and here's the thing about the scriptures, you don't you, can't. you don't get the facial expressions, you don't get the inflections, you know. Like when he said you will be with child, it must have been like you're you're imminently, like you're going to be with child. Like when I leave this discussion, you're going to be with child. There must have been an urgency. There must have been something about it that was like, nope, there's no time oh, for natural processes to play themselves out. I can't out. wait for you to get married. It, yeah, it's not. Un, underneath this is like, okay, this is happening. And I love oh, that. Great. I love that when God sweeps you along with that's him. That's great. That's great. And then and lands, and I guess we can land here with this. Like, I love that it does land with her saying, I think the answer, I think the word at the very, very end, verse 38, goes along with that idea. She says, Hold on, let me read. Go ahead. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. I I think it's, I love this about about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I'm sitting there and he sweeps me up into something and he goes, Hey, we're going to go do this thing. Are you ready? And I feel the urgency and I go, Yes! Yes! And And I jump off the cliff and I feel my feet leave the this firm surface of whatever I was holding on to and I start to fall and I go, it's exhilarating. It's exhilarating. And then I go, I sure hope that he knows where I'm going to land. <laughs> because after she made this jump and she said yes, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. At the end of this sentence, she's pregnant. Oh my gosh! And she, and now you're you're a virgin, thirteen year old, engaged to somebody else who's pregnant, and the evidence of God's work is going on inside of you. No one can see it. No one knows where it came but you. 
No one's going to believe you. And you're out there over the cliff now, baby. <laughs> and that, to me, is the most amazing part of the Christmas story. Hey, I've swept along. Let's go. Let's go. Holy Spirit, let's go. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, nothing's impossible with you. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about who? The best friend who tells us how to live in freedom, truth, and love. For more information about him or the show, you can join us at www.ronandnicksbestfriend.com. And don't forget to subscribe. I think it's great. No, that's there's great stuff there. <laughs>